for the latest edition of your favorite independent podcast. By nobody in the middle of nowhere. It's a 22, baby. It's a Catch-22 podcast. As we film... I uh, film. Man. Jesus. Delusions of grandeur. I think going Hollywood over here. Um, maybe here ice slipping and sliding off my car. <laughs> uh, somebody from the condo association is going to call about that. <laughs> this shit sliding out of town. I knocked most of it off, but, uh, you know, it's a, I'm just get stuck in the middle. All right. And we're off. Ah, oh, man, I guess we're going to have a little bit of a Hall of Fame conversation today. I just, people stand for Hall of Fame. It, everybody varies, all right? I don't, I think my, my basic... Holy shit, a bunch more trees came down over here overnight. That's crazy. Um, the deep freeze should end today. Yeah, I'm sorry, yesterday was like, I did 10 minutes on a fucking cold. Like some hack, some loser in the fucking elevator. I watched the uh, finale of Ray Donovan last week. And uh, a quick spoiler, but uh, bodyguard that had beaten shit out of Ray earlier in the season there in the elevator. And uh, a guy makes small talk about the weather, and Ray fucking breaks his nose, <laughs> knocks the guy out. I'm like, I just, it's my dream at work. And we ever fucking small talks about the weather, all I want to do is knock their head off. Um, and then yesterday, of course, 10 minutes about it. But, you know, I was just, exp- I was out, I was experiencing it for the first time, so that's my excuse. I'm seeing it, I'm seeing the, uh, the damage around the area for the first time, so that's my excuse for it. Even still, won't happen again. And then deep freeze is almost over. Um, Today should be up to the 30s or 40s, I think. Melt a bunch of this shit or move on with our lives. But it's been interesting 48 hours, 36, uh, 48 hours or so. 72 hours, I don't know. It's been an interesting couple of days. Um, yeah, so fucking... Hall of Fame announcements for yesterday. I think they pretty much got it right. Edgar, I think... Should have been in. Okay, let me give you my quick assessment here. I, if you were the best in a position for a good chunk of a decade, uh, you you deserve consideration. Okay, if you were. Accept, I mean, look, Roy Halladay and Rivera are the two, no questions on it. Halladay was an ace of a, of a, of an absolute. He was the best pitcher of that of that entire era that he was pitching. Didn't win shit because he played for the Blue Jays. He got to the Phillies too late. Didn't win anything. Um, you know, in his minimal appearances in the playoffs, he was good but not dominant. I mean, he had that he had the no hitter, which of course was amazing. But you know, the rest of his uh, playoff career, not nothing, you know, to really shine a light on. Be like, wow, look, this is why he just he was just he was just awesome day in and day out. Every fifth day, Roy Halladay could pitch a complete game shutout. That's what he was. He was an innings machine. He was a shutout and a complete game machine. A couple Cy Youngs. Seven times in the top ten. I wrote top ten, but I think the top seven times in the top five, I think. Um, Just, uh, you know, he he finished one or two in the Cy Young voting a bunch of times. 
the, the guy was the standard, the standard ace pitcher. That was it. So he's easy. He was in Rivera. Mo, look, he wouldn't have been there if it was on those Yankee teams, right? He would have been a very good closer, but I don't think people would talk about him like they do if it wasn't for his performances in the playoffs. As a Yankee fan, I think we were lucky to have him for as long as we did because that was as consistent as it gets at that at a very inconsistent position. Um, but the longevity of his career, teamed with his postseason success, every stat you see about Rivera is what he did in the postseason. That's fine. That's uh, a great legacy to have. If you're going to be great one month out of the year, better be in October, right? But he was great. We know it wasn't just one month. He was great for seven months. And stepped it up a little bit in the playoffs. He was, and he could, when I say step it up, I mean, he, he could go two innings. Uh, he could three innings a couple of times. And against the best teams, against the best parts of the lineups and stuff, he was, you could always be counted on uh, I got the job done more often than not. And those heartbreaks are heartbreaking. I mean, the 04 Red Sox, uh, 01 Arizona, make that light. Make that light. CRV, that's what I'm talking about. Man, I did not want to sit at that light for nothing. Um, 01 Diamondbacks, 04 Red Sox. I mean, that's, you know, and even like 96 Indians come to mind. But, uh, that's over. I mean, he's in the playoffs every fucking year. So, <laughs> to have three. Gee, how is there still ice up there? Um, to have just three. And I mean, and look. Uh, except for the Indians, all those teams won the World Series. And the Indians went to Game 7 and had a great shot at winning that World Series in 97. So, I mean... You, you lost to the best teams, you know, when it happens. So sometimes, sometimes the best players and the best teams, they, they, they're going to beat you. And when you're there as often as Mo was, you know, you're, it's going to happen. But even still, I mean, the big thing that people were setting out yesterday was uh, more people have walked on the moon than have scored a run, a postseason run off Mariano Rivera, which, <laughs> you know, it's kind of a cute... Got a cop in the rear view as ice is flying off the fucking... But ain't that much ice, though. There's still a cop in the rear view, and the last thing I need is to have some sort of issue because I have ice on the top of my car still. Here he comes. So we're just going to mosey on. I'll let him fly by. There he goes. All right. Uh, well, I did my best cleaning the top of the car to realize how much there was up there. All right, I feel like an asshole, to be honest with you. But it was tough to get off, and I was in a hurry. And I got the big sheets of ice off. These are all little pieces, snowy type. Oh, what a fucking... <laughs> ah, all right, where were we? Nobody got hurt. All right, everybody's fine. No residual damage. There is an accident, though. What? Uh, all right. So they Roy, uh, Roy and Mo, the two obvious answers, the two obvious picks in there. Uh, the two quote-unquote controversial picks aren't even that controversial to me. I think Edgar should have been a long time ago. He was the best DH 
of an entire generation. He, he was as feared. He was as feared as a hitter, as feared as a right-handed hitter as there was in the nineties. You didn't want to face Edgar. Yeah, he, look, you could you could say certain they didn't win. He only had one batting title. Uh, didn't win MVPs. Didn't play defense. You know, there's a, there's a few knocks against Edgar. I don't like the defense one though because look. The position, the position exists in the sport. You can't penalize him for that. And it literally, it's half the fucking sport, all right? Or like a third, if you count pitching as, as one of them, right? So you can't, I mean, you can't penalize a guy for playing, playing the position that was there. If it was 1963, okay, maybe you throw Edgar out there. Would he be in a Hall of Famer? I have no idea. Right, because he played third base early in his career, but he was most valuable to his team when he was batting fourth, you know, between Griffey and Buner or whatever, you know, whatever he, wherever he was lined up there. I mean, I can't knock a guy for just playing what this coach told him to play. Um, here's a crazy, here's a crazy stat. All right, Edgar has. 3,000 more at-bats than Giancarlo Stan. 3,000. And has 68 less strikeouts. <laughs> and Giancarlo's going to surpass Edgar in, like, the second month of the season this year. It's crazy. That's insane to me. The guy did not strike out. I love that kind of stat. The guy was a power hitter. You know, I mean, mid-20s. Didn't He only hit over 30 home runs once, I think it was. Uh... So whatever, Edgar. I think Edgar. I think Edgar's a no-brainer because he was the big, he was the best DH that the league had for a long time. And then Moose, I think, is the most controversial one. Moose actually had, I think it was like Halliday's 100 games over 500, and Moose is 150 games over 500. Uh, Moose again, he played for much better teams. Even when the, even when he was with the Orioles, they were a much better team. Um, anything that Halliday really played with. Then playing with the Yankees in the mid in the mid two thousands, so Moose got there in two thousand and one, left in two thousand eight. Uh, didn't win shit, but even still, there are hundred win teams there. You know, ninety five win teams. So he ra- he racked up the W's pretty handily uh, with New York. Again, opposite of opposite of Holiday, didn't finish games right. He wasn't going to be pitching complete games. He had a couple here and there. But he wasn't a nine-inning bulldog ace. He was a very good pitcher on a really good team. I don't think, to me, he's not a Hall of Famer. Because he, was, he wasn't like the ace on his own fucking team. I don't know that... I don't know that he belongs there. But 250 wins, I think something like that. To 100 losses, that's pretty impressive. Uh, it was he was the model of consistent consistency from the day he got in the league. I mean, to the day he finished, the guy could be counted on to go six or seven innings. Um, is that Hall of Fame worthy? I, I guess if the wins pan out, it is. I don't know. Uh, to me, I don't know. To me, I wouldn't have voted for him, but I don't know if it's not egregious. It's not embarrassing for the Hall of Fame. It's not Harold Baines. It's not a Harold Baines selection. The Harold Baines thing was bad. I don't think these four are bad at all. So, if I, if I had to go, if I went through the Hall of Fame with a red pen, 
there'd be a lot of a lot of ink. All right, there'd be a lot of guys' names crossed out that I don't think belong in the Hall of Fame. But you know, as far as the Hall of Fame where they stand now, they picked they two of my two of my guys are on there that I picked yesterday. Two of the guys that I not have voted for, if I had a vote, are uh, and they're not again they're not egregious. I know. Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah. Oh no! Wait a second. I voted for three of the four. <laughs> Jackass. No, but I think the Edgar pick is quote unquote controversial. That's what I'm, that's my point. So I think the Edgar pick is, you know, I can understand why people don't. I disagree with them, but I think that uh, um, people have you know decent points with Edgar, but I don't agree with them. Now let's get down to this. All right, and on top of that. People like celebrate, you know. People celebrate Mariano Rivera. The guy was a one-inning pitcher for his career, and meanwhile, you can't get Edgar Martinez in because he was a DH and played defense. I mean, okay, that's fine, but you can't celebrate Mo. Oh shit! Sorry. See, just having to switch lanes and get over a guy who's riding his brake in front of me. Thread the needle a little bit. Um, so, now, listen. If you're one of these people who's like, every time the Hall of Fame vote comes up and you're telling me Barry Bond stats and Roger Clemens stats and stuff like that, you're kind of missing the point of why Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds aren't getting in. <laughs> I don't even know where the ice went, man. It, it sounds like a little hockey game going on up there. Just hit my brakes a little bit. And there we go. Um, yeah, sorry about the dead air there. Again, just all of a sudden we got into a little bit of traffic here. Maneuvering people riding their brakes, I gotta get to this exit, and all of a sudden traffic stopped, so, bonus coverage on the 22 today, as we, uh, struggle to get to our exit, ah, boy, so, um, yeah, so if you're one of these people that, it's like, oh, Barry Bonds is the only member of the 400-400 club and the 500-500 club, all right, that's great. You're missing the point of why Barry Bonds is not getting elected to the Hall of Fame, though. Uh, I think his story is better if he's not in the Hall of Fame. If he gets to the Hall of Fame, I feel like I feel like we kind of cracked on our principles. Now, listen, David Ortiz is going to get into the Hall of Fame at some point, uh, and that's going to put everybody... Any, any steroid kind of stuff you have, that's the end of it, okay? You, you know, he... If he did it or not, it's great. There's a whole controversy with what his the failed test that wasn't that it wasn't there. It really just depends on what side of the aisle you're on. I want David Ortiz to be known as a cheater because that tanks every fucking championship the Red Sox have, except for last year's. Um, but you know, then again, who am I to talk? Because as a Yankee fan, plenty of steroid guys on those Yankee teams. So, 
but you know, but I don't want Ortiz to get to Hall of Fame, and that's a whole that's a whole fan type thing. Like, all right, fuck him, fuck the Red Sox. But that aside, his name was brushed up against steroids. He denies it. Everybody fucking denies it. He's the one guy people believe for whatever reason. He 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 gone up enough enough goodwill in Boston that people uh, like look Yankee fans. Andy Pettit touches HGH, and Yankee fans understand that's that's the price he has to pay. Okay, I think I think for the most part Yankee fans understand that. At least the Yankee fans that I talk to, I'm sure there's some idiots out there because Yankee fans are pretty bad. Um, on social media, social media Yankee fans are the worst, the worst, the lowest. So. Uh, I think Barry Bonds' story as a tragic figure is better than him triumphing and getting into the Hall of Fame. And that's part of baseball history and part of baseball lore. All right? That's Shoeless Joe. That's Pete Rose. There's st- should Pete Rose be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Should Shoeless Joe be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. But their stories are better, and baseball stories are better when something happened, something went wrong, and we real Baseball forever has been a metaphor for life. If you look at it one way or another, there's many ways you can make baseball into a life lesson and heroes heroes fall and heroes aren't perfect we need to know that baseball has taught us that from day one alright try to shun away from look Ty Cobb's in the Hall of Fame not a good guy okay heroes are heroes aren't, aren't perfect there are no gods on earth with us. There's no gods playing Major League Baseball. Okay? Maybe you get the occasion, the, the good guy. Oh, but, you know, not for nothing, I was looking at about Kirby Puckey yesterday, who I thought, I always thought was just kind of this good guy, but there's this whole fucking backstory of Kirby that I don't remember. Him sexually harassing people in the Twins organization. Uh, again, this is like second-hand information. I, I forgot all about this, though. Shit with his wife, domestic violence. But, you know, guy's career ended with a pitch to the eye, got sick, died young, and this story is written a much different way than these other guys. But, you know, it's mu- baseball is much better with these conversations and these arguments about whether the, these guys belong in. It's, I mean, I think unanimously today people think Joe Jackson should be in the Hall of Fame. But we honor the decisions of those of the past because, otherwise, but otherwise, what what the decisions we make today mean nothing. If just in fifty years, be like, oh, well, that guy was an asshole. There's got to be some sort of look. I understand certain things have to be fixed and changed. Segregation in the game, uh, you know, the unions and free agency and stuff like that. That that was all better, you know, for the better of the game, but. These decisions on these players that we are not contemporaries of, you know, who's, I mean, should, do I wish in 50 years, or like, Harold Bain shouldn't be in? Stolato was right. Not, there's my name. Nobody ever heard it before. There you go. Not repeating it. But that's my name. You know, he was right. Harold Bain shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Now I'll blank it out. But the 22, <laughs> the 22 is right. So, yeah, but Barry Bonds is great as a tragic figure, and I don't think he should get him because he's it's it's the records he has are tainted. 
He cheated us out of pure joy of baseball, okay? Um, but I, I remember that home run chase in 98, and it was, and it was joyous. And then that bottle of Andro showed up in McGuire's locker. And even at 16, I was like, I didn't think it was as bad as it was, but I was like, something's weird. Something's off here. And it was a lot worse than I could ever imagine, obviously, rampant. PED use in the league and Ken Caminiti and Bonds and Clemens and uh, who was the guy for the Mets organization there? What was his name? Uh, and then the Clemens guy. and See, all these sh- scumbags come out of the woodwork that are essentially <coughs> drug dealers, uh, but they're dealing in much, you know, not dealing with cocaine and heroin, they're dealing with. HGH and the cream and the clear and whatever and Richard Conti and all that whatever. So you got to have some of this, uh, these conversations and it, it, trust me, it, his name will live on and on forever whether he's in the Hall of Fame or not because of these allegations and the conversation will never die because should he be in? Did he did he taint himself? You know, is it? We all know he was a Hall of Fame player before all the all the performance enhancing drug. Drugs uh, came out in San Francisco. He was a Hall of Fame player when he got to San Francisco. Um, that's never the argument. The argument isn't about his numbers or his talent. The argument is if he deserves to be in because he cheated. He cheated the game because he did it against pitchers who against pitchers who didn't stand a chance against them. So you know, some were on some were on a level playing field, but not every pitcher that he was hitting against was was juice. So. I mean, his, his 2000s, his years in the 2000s were absurd. You know, you, guys in their four, in their 30s, late 30s, don't produce like he did. And they won't produce like he did ever again. I mean, look at how A-Rod broke down. Um, so, look, he doesn't deserve to be in because he cheated the game. And he, you know, those numbers are sacred to the baseball. 714 was sacred. All right? 61 was sacred. Now those numbers have no meaning. And that, to me, is a crime against baseball. Whatever. I could, I could, you could call me fragile. You could say it's not about that. You know, it's childish. Whatever. But maybe I am talking, maybe I am talking about what a, you know, a child sees. As a child, those numbers meant things to people. Those meant things to us. And because of guys like Bonds... And it's not just him, but he was the worst of it because he was his, he was the best player um, to go down that path. Well, this guy just cut in front of a fucking bus. That was ballsy. Uh, it was stupid, is what it was. But uh, you know, there should be some sort of penalty for it. That penalty comes, you know, you're not going to be enshrined because you can't possibly. Our generation. It's going to hold you accountable for what you did. Your records will stand. Yeah, that you're in the middle. Of the, you're in the middle of the goddamn street, man. Fuck, man. This guy just jogging like a little fruitcake to the fucking train, just looking at me. Like no, but there's fucking walkways and shit for pedestrians. You don't skip through the fucking parking lot. Get in the way of commuters, good commuters like myself. Ah, 
So, that's it for today. I'm going to... The plan is to tape an episode of The Untouchables tonight. Um, It's going to be on the second episode of The Sopranos. That's 46 long. And I'll tape the second half tomorrow morning. I'll release second episode... Uh, my Thursday episode of The Untouchables tomorrow morning at some point when I get it all together and edit it and all that kind of stuff. So until then, have a great day. Hall of Fame conversations, to me, I mean, almost as bad as, almost as bad as uh, weather conversations. But I think it was good. We got to celebrate uh, careers of uh, Roy Halladay, Mike Messina, Edgar Martinez, and Mariano Rivera. And talk a little bit about standards and stuff like that. So we won't do that too often because that's boring to me. Um, but again, I think they, I think they got it okay. Whatever. They, these guys all deserve their day, their day in the sun. Congratulations to them. I stand firm on the guys I don't think should, they, don't, they don't belong in. Uh, and I think it's better that way. That's it. And that's it. Um, have a great fucking day, everybody. Don't take any shit from anybody. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'll be back with The Untouchables. Episode 